that's what Wi-Fi 6E really brought us. It allows us to be able to push more data up and down to the end user device. All right, thank you for joining us. This is Martha DeGrasse here again for the Wi-Fi Alliance, and this is The Signal, our podcast, where we bring you the inside track on Wi-Fi. These are meant to be smart conversations with industry leaders, and today we are delighted to welcome Sean Fisher. He is IT Director at the Pennsylvania Convention Center, and he's going to tell us about their upgrade to Wi-Fi 6E. Sean, welcome to The Signal. Thank you for having me, Martha. Yeah, this is going to be really good to learn about what you all have got going. Can you start off with just sort of level setting us and giving us a little bit of an overview of the connectivity needs at the convention center and what you decided to do with your Wi-Fi upgrade? Uh, Sure. The uh, previous uh, system we had at the convention center was really getting long in the tooth. It was close to 10 years old. It was due for refresh. And we had a lot of support issues just keeping the old system up and running. At that point, we decided it was probably best just to replace the Wi-Fi system. And it was also at a time where Wi-Fi 6E was becoming more and more prevalent and available. We thought it was a good opportunity for us to go to the Wi-Fi 6E technology. During that 10-year period, we also found that a lot of devices really became more data-hungry, and the installed system was really not able to support that large amounts of data that is required by the newer end-user devices. So so it was a good opportunity for us to replace the system with Wi-Fi 6E. And is the refresh complete now? Yes, the refresh is complete. We've been running for a good few months now. We hosted a number of events on the new system and it's going very well. Okay, great. So what have you learned so far and what what are some of the advantages that you've realized from Wi-Fi 6E? One of the biggest advantages that we have is really being able to provide more data to every end user. We are seeing that with the applications and the technology uh, that's available on end user devices that a lot more data is required, especially for things like streaming and live event streaming. We have guests at the facility, although they're attending the event, in some cases, they also watch a live streaming of the event. And, and as you know, streaming really requires a lot of data. And that's what Wi-Fi 6E really brought us. It allows us to be able to push more data up and down to the end user device. How big is the Pennsylvania Convention Center? It runs across three city blocks here in Center City, about 1.2 million square foot of, of space uh, that's available. So it's the 14th largest convention center facility in the U.S., so it's not small, but it's not the largest in the country. And do you typically have trade shows? Do you have like exhibit floors going as well as meetings and conferences? Absolutely. We do have a large size exhibit space that's available where we host trade shows, and we also have about 80 meeting rooms, facilities throughout the building. I think our biggest event that we have is the auto show, where during that week that the auto show is in here in Philadelphia, we have about between 300 and 400,000 people that come to that event. And when is that? That is in the quarter one uh, of every year. Okay, so this will be the first time with your new Wi-Fi network. With the new system. Very nice. About how many access points did you deploy, do you know? 
Yeah, we originally had 298 and we almost doubled the amount of access point. We went to 350. So it was quite significant for our facility. Yeah, that is. And these are Aruba APs? These are all Aruba APs, that's correct. Great. And what made Aruba the right choice for this? I think Aruba was the right choice because of the Wi-Fi 6E technology that was available. I think that was key. The second thing which I really liked about the solution was the auto-tuning capability that the solution provide. Very often when we have trade shows, we have exhibitors that bring their own access point to the facility to broadcast their own Wi-Fi at the booth where they have their exhibit. And that sometimes causes interference with the in-house system. And the Aruba system really allowed us the ability to identify the sources of interference. And then it actually went a step further than that. After identifying, it's able to auto-tune the different channels of the access points that are in that area where the interference is identified. And that was really key because it meant that there was a lot less user interaction provided from a support perspective from my team. So so that really was key. And then obviously, I think the third point that was really important in terms of consideration was the costing. It came at the right price for for the facility. That's great. And maybe with this Wi-Fi network, fewer people will need to use their own hotspots. Maybe they'll realize that they can just use yours, or do you think they'll still want to use their own? When it comes to the guests attending the events, definitely they will have no need to use the hotspots. Uh, Unfortunately, in the exhibit area with the trade shows that we have, very often they need to provide their own hotspots in some cases. I don't think we'll ever get rid of that. It's something that all the convention centers across the country have to deal with. But at least it provides us the ability to even provide them with a better service in the exhibit space. Absolutely. Now, how long did this refresh take? It took about six months to implement. Now, I know six months might sound like a long time, but you also have to keep in mind that we still had uh, 60 events that we needed to host during that time. We have over 200 events throughout the year, but for that specific period, there were 16 events and we were coming out of COVID and we were busy ramping up. So we had to wait for windows of opportunity when the facility or the different spaces were available. It's almost like having to change the engine on a plane that's midway through flight. And that's why it really took us longer than any other facility in problem who don't have that challenge. Yeah, I can imagine. So did you sort of flip the switch or was it a gradual move over to the new system when it was finally ready? It was gradual. We had to keep both systems up and running because we could only access certain areas of the facility when it wasn't in use. And the areas that remained in use, we still had to keep that on the old system. So as we got the spaces available, we flipped the switch on those areas where we could transition to the new system. Okay, great. And did you learn anything from this exercise that, I mean, hopefully you won't have to uh, do it again for at least another 10 years, but are there anything? (laughs) But your experience could be instructive for other venues that are going through this. So were there any learnings from the deployment that you can share? Uh, Certainly. I think one of the things that was important for the entire team was to have weekly stand-up meetings for the project because certain areas of the facility were still alive with events being hosted. It was important for the project team to exactly understand which areas they could access 
and which areas they weren't allowed in because they were spaces that were licensed to clients. So that was important, having a detailed project plan in place. And and obviously that, that had to be updated on a weekly basis because a space that were available might have been no longer available due to an event being in that space. So that was key. It was also important for us to work closely with the sales team, making sure that certain spaces weren't allocated to new events and new clients. Because once we start at a certain area, it's always easier just to complete that entire area before moving on to a next space. Else you're going to have to do double work. It's double labor. It's double equipment you have to hire to get back to a space where you've been before. Uh, if you only had a certain limited time to be in there. So working with the sales department was also key. The other thing that I think I learned was working with a, a contractor that were flexible to our requirements because if we had a certain space that were just available for a day and it was a large a number of APs that had to be replaced in that space, they were willing to put additional crews onto the project to make sure we finished that space before handing it over. So that's also something that I've learned, being able to work with your contractor and them having the flexibility to ramp up and down depending on what the need is. That's great. Well, I'm sure that all of those pieces of advice will be really helpful to others that may be doing these similar refreshes. Does your team rely on this Wi-Fi network for any internal operations or is it primarily for outsiders coming in? We do rely on for internal operations as well. So the entire administrative staff that work at the facility also uses the Wi-Fi. So although it's not the same Wi-Fi that we create for each and every event, we do have a staff Wi-Fi only for the staff that's working at the facility. But it's the same system. And the Aruba system that we implemented gives us that flexibility just to have it segregated between not only staff, and a single event, but multiple events should be being in a situation where you have multiple events with multiple SSIDs that's required for those events at the same time. Okay, so and is there any public Wi-Fi element to it or everything is a login? We do have a public Wi-Fi that we provide, a PCC Welcome that's available to the public, and we also provide that through the system. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. And what about non-human connections? Are there any kiosks or scanners or anything like that that you connect to it? We do. We have 20 kiosks throughout the facility that has a capability to connect to the Wi-Fi. About 10 of those kiosks are permanently placed in certain locations. But when we have a client who needs to utilize those 10 permanent kiosks and move them to other areas, then we move it. And the Wi-Fi provides the flexibility to really place it anywhere throughout the facility, those 20 kiosks. The other thing that we have is point of sales throughout the facility. There's about 25 point of sales devices that also access the Wi-Fi. And out of those 20 point of sales devices, seven of them are fixed. And the others, we have the, the option of moving them around those concession stands with the point of sales. Apart from that, we also have 150 digital signage monitors throughout the facility. And we are able to push the content to those monitors over Wi-Fi as well. So during an extremely busy time, do you have a sense of about how much of the network's total bandwidth is devoted to non-laptop and smartphone human use cases like the digital signs and the kiosks and the point-of-sale devices? Yeah, it it all depends on how busy we are. This week, for instance, we have 15,000 people attending an event 
And out of the 15,000 today, I saw about uh, 6,000 were on the Wi-Fi. Uh, so when a large number of people or end devices are on the network, obviously fewer, less of the bandwidth is being used for those point of sales and digital devices. But on average, I would say about between 2 and 5% of the, the network is used for those non-human devices. Okay, that's significant. All right, and do you have a sense of the total peak bandwidth that you've delivered at, at your busiest time? Yeah, I do. We have a total of 8 gigabit per second connectivity bandwidth available to the facility, and we used about 3 gigabit of that, so it's about 40%. Um, oh, so you've got a lot of, of room. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, we, we do, we do. Okay. And what kind of speeds are you seeing, down and up? For the Wi-Fi service that we have, we have different tiers of services that we provide, ranging from 1.5 megabit per second all the way up to a 14 megabit per second. So depending on which service the client bought, they get those speeds. Because whenever we configure that specific tier of service, we go out and test and see if we actually see that type of speeds. Okay. Did you have to train your staff for this remote configuration? It sounds pretty involved. We had to, and the again, the implementation partner that we worked with were good in that regard in terms of making sure not only that we are trained, we had multiple training sessions, but also after the implementation was done, they're all still supporting us on an ongoing basis with some of the configurations where we get stuck. That's great. That's great. Did you have to hire any new people for this, or your existing people took it on? Our existing people took it on, but funny enough, because when we came out of COVID, we scaled, the facility scaled down, and as we were ramping up, this specific position was always for Wi-Fi support, was always part of my team, but the person was no longer there uh, as a result of COVID, so we just hired that person back into that role, but the position was always there. We didn't have to create additional roles on our staff for that. Okay, great. Let's talk for a minute about business outcomes. Has your marketing team given you any information about advantages the new Wi-Fi network is giving the convention center? Any new customers coming in or any business opportunities that you might not have had otherwise without this network? Uh, sure. We have a client that's in the building currently that's using our new splash page functionality that we've deployed, and they specifically requested that we roll that, that out for them. And one of the things that the new Wi-Fi gives us is the ability to collect a lot of marketing information for our clients based on people having to log into the Wi-Fi through a splash page. Certainly, we can exploit that for the facility as well in terms of obtaining marketing information that the facility itself could use and push content to to those clients who register through this fast page. All right, great. Well, this has been really educational. I hope that a lot of people listening will take away some good pointers. Do you have anything else that you want to share while you're here, Sean? No, I, I just want to say that I'm absolutely satisfied with the system that we have from Aruba compared to what I've seen out there, what we had before. Uh, the service that we're getting, and also the fact that we are future-proofing our facility with the technology. I know Wi-Fi 7 is just being spoken of and being released, but we definitely have at least another 5 to 10 years that we can utilize and exploit the system we have implemented. Well, that sounds really good. All right, Sean Fisher, Director of IT at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Thank you so much for being here today on The Signal. Thank you. And that is our show. You can check the show notes for links to some of the resources we discussed today. 
And be sure to follow The Signal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. And of course, you can find us at the Wi-Fi Alliance. That's y-fi.org. I'm Martha DeGrasse. Thank you so much for listening, and please join us next time on The Signal. <laughs>